early. Suck it. Welcome back to another episode of Big Trouble in Little Podcasts. This is episode 246. We decided to talk about Street Fighter movies. We're going to be discussing Street Fighter 2, the animated movie. But first, your first host is out. Uh, he's on vacation. I think he's on Fire Island celebrating Pride Month. But I'm Andy. I'm Zach. Looking for my fight money. Chaz. I'm all about my pride. Okay, I, I think, we should, I think we should get right into it, because before we recorded, we were already trying to discuss this movie. This movie is very discussable, I believe. That's <laughs> a, a great way to describe it. That's our entire review. This movie is very discussable. Yes. If, if, you, if you encounter someone in the wild who has seen this movie, you will have things to say to each other regarding it. Well, for starters, what a just a giant cocaine snort of nostalgia. Holy shit. I haven't watched this in a while. And I remember as a teenager watching this several times, especially that particular scene I watched for science over and over <laughs> as, as, as a young lad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that that one. Uh, the scene with Faye Long. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, I, I didn't know this until recently. Faye Long in this movie is voiced by Brian Cranston. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to try to... I'm actually actively what? looking on IMDb. I always do that as my setup. And I'm, I've got the Japanese one up. I need to find the English stuff. you got to go into, like, <coughs> whole cast and then scroll all the way past Japanese to see the English cast. But, no, uh, Brian, Brian Cranston, like, got his start as, like, doing bit stuff and doing voice acting. And that was one of his roles. That's so that weird. Is, that is very bizarre. That is super weird. What, what range from... From kick-ass Chinese karate man to Walter White. The, the man's got range. What, what can we say? Uh, yeah, here we go. I got it. I don't know here. where to start with this movie. There's, it's I, Honestly, I, I would applaud the people who made this movie because of how, at this point, all that was out was Street Fighter II Turbo, right? That's how far they had got. I think at that point, yeah, Turbos yeah. had been out already. So they yeah, didn't so, exactly have a ton to build a story on. No. Like, I think at that point there were probably, like, weird little mangas and, like, probably some light novels or something hmm. in Japan. But uh, outside of Japan for everybody else, there's nothing. It's just what you read in the instruction manuals. Right. I mean, there there was stuff like Guile was clearly in the United States military, and you can kind of, like, guess and elaborate upon that i suppose but yeah yeah <laughs> it's like it, uh, it makes sure that we're saying it right too like when you're talking you're talking with super street fighter 2 turbo right when you're saying turbo yeah okay so. yeah oh no, no i'm thinking of hyper because it was let's see original well, street fighter out, 2. Right? yeah it was it's <laughs> and actually the premise of that was that the new challengers so Fang Long, Cammy, DJ, and T Hawk were all introduced in in Super Street Fighter Two, 
and then Turbo came out in February '94, and this movie dropped in I think was it June or July of '94. I thought it was August. It may have been August. Actually, yeah, August may have been it too. But it, it was in the summer, summer, summer yeah, of '94. Um, but yes, it uh, Super Street Fighter Two Turbo had had been released, and it, it had been out for a few months, so everyone was familiar with the characters, which was was good. But like I said, it's still building on that story. Sorry, I, I jumped in there, Zach. What, what were you saying? Oh, I was. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Now it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I just killed they, it. I assassinated it. They definitely do their best to to um, get all the fighters in here that they can. There's a lot of characters who have cameos that are superfluous entirely. Just they make no sense. It's just in there to be cool. Like uh, Zangief fights Blanca, and it contributes nothing to anything. Nope. They yeah. just fight for a Shadowloo for. Creepy, rich, old weirdos who, yeah. who like to watch yeah. a blood sport. Which I think uh, the premise too is that, like, of the game is you have these venues where random people are fighting, which is neat because it, it also is just there's a story going on, but at the same time, loosely, the game is not to, it's not taking itself too seriously as a movie. Like, that's the purpose of the game. Just go to different locations, and just beat up on people, and these are these weird, crazy, unique characters that are there. Well. So. It's the most accurate adaptation to date. <laughs> maybe besides even that, today, still. Maybe besides that one uh, low-budget live-action movie that was like kind of an indie film. I haven't, still haven't watched it yet. Uh, I think it's called The Assassin's Fist, like Street Fighter yeah. Assassin's Fist. Boy, I almost went down a rabbit hole with uh, with movies as I looked this up because there were so many movies that came up on Amazon. Uh, thankfully, only this one was free. So I didn't go down the rabbit hole of let's watch these other ones and pay for them. But I, I nearly watched Assassin's Fist. I was I was curious. I've got it here. Uh, I just haven't watched it yet. A friend let me borrow it a super long time ago. And I just haven't watched it. Apparently uh, the same animation studio did a Street Fighter Alpha anime. And I really want to watch that now. It wasn't it's, available. I was very bummed out. I it's on Amazon it. Prime. Oh, yeah. I'm going I'm to check it out. then. Yeah. Well, when I clicked on it, it was unavailable. Like when Which you one? actually you look it up, it, it says Street Fighter Alpha, and when you click to watch it, it says it's unavailable. It says video is unavailable, and you actually try to go watch it. Yeah, whatever. That's not what we're here to talk about anyway. Yeah, I'll Sorry. find it somewhere. Anyway, yeah, I put that more in the what I did because I spent a while looking for which ones I could watch. But but nevertheless, so let's talk about again one of the coolest intros to any movie, uh, and it's also accurate. We were talking about accuracy of things. Uh, the intro to this movie is the. It's both canonically really cool, but it's also tied to the video game directly in terms oh, that of really cool intro animation video game. of Ryu. Yeah. It's so intro to the game, of course, for Super Street Fighter Two. He's Ryu is doing his thing where he's like jostling, moving back and forth in his fighter stance, and there's lightning going on back in the background and he finally does a Shoryuken or a Hadouken. Hadouken. Um, Hadouken. Yeah, Hadouken, yeah. Uh, so uh, the movie starts with him fighting Sagat. <laughs> which is the premise of the original Street Fighter game in that they fight each other and Ryu gets the best of him and gives him that nasty scar, which, man, they really, really go out of their way to make sure that you know it's he's scarred, that giant blood splatter all, like, all over his chest. I mean, uh, you're not going to make a scar by not drawing blood. I mean, you're right. He, he, <laughs> he got him. Uh, but... Uh, but they do the whole thing, like, mirroring the intro to the game, which I thought was just super cool, uh... 
but again, it's just a really cool sequence. Like it's super dark. If you watch the movie without any lighting at all, you can barely see them. And then when the lightning flashes, when you can see like where they're at in the rain, so it's really cool. Um, it's a good way to intro, just jumps right into it. And then uh, from there, I think the next scene, of course, Cammy does her infamous assassination, which she's not. In the movie That's really cool, much. but why? Just use a gun. <laughs> She doesn't need guns. It's he was like fighter. right there. It's just I don't understand why why Shadow Law why why Shadowloo would Shadow would use this this super great brainwashed MI six operative that they've reprogrammed to be an assassin. Why would they waste them on that? The guy was just standing. Just hire a sniper. Just hire any old jerk with a gun. Because Bison's evil. Don't you remember what he said at the end? Where he was like, you know, evil is a great career choice. <laughs> you, you want to know why Cammy had to do that? She had to do that because that had that had to be like the cool move that she had because Sonya Blade had a very similar weird thing where she did this little head scissors flip and twist and break a neck, and she's like the secret operative lady that's that's super sexy and cool and green and but in this Mortal predated Kombat. that. Because the, the so. Mortal Kombat movie didn't come out till '95. <laughs> yeah, but but didn't she? She already had. I guess she already had the head scissors though in the game. She had the head scissors, but it wasn't a fatality. It didn't fucking kill anybody. It was just a throw. I mean, not with that attitude. Okay, fair enough. No, you're. That's fair as far as it being in the movie. So I guess you could say Mortal Kombat, like copy that but then in that case i have no argument yeah i, I think it's just to show off it's just hey, to be cool neat move that's like uh 50 uh, or honestly it's 65 70 percent of this movie is just it's cool don't and, think uh, about it it looks cool it's really cool it's super <laughs> 90s the soundtrack kicks fucking ass it's all a bunch of fantastic kick-ass 90s shit like alice chase and k kfdm and fucking kmfdm yeah, yeah them bones Corn. came on and that threw me off. I was like, "Wait, what?" Silver chair. Well, that, that's like it's one of the main just... reasons to watch this movie is the soundtrack. Just oh, oh, it's so good. Even I even listened. Like I just watched all the way through to the very end. Like you know when Amazon makes you like, yeah, hey, I turn you it off while. Next? Well, that's not playing that way. Which I, no. which I'll get to later. There actually was a neat little thing at the very very end of the movie. I don't know if anybody like waited after credits, but. Uh, I, I did. I, I turn off the whole like cancel this. I don't want to watch whatever shit you're recommending. I want to listen to this. Yeah, the soundtrack's fucking awesome. But uh, but yeah, the it's uh, exactly what you'd said. This is just like fast, fast paced, just action. Everything's gonna look really cool. Don't overthink anything because nothing actually makes sense. It only makes as much sense as you want to think about. Like just watch it. Bad guys, good guys, and everybody's gonna fight. That's really what it is. The soundtrack, real quick, before we move on from it, is one of the very few examples of localizing a movie and meddling with it and actually making it better. Yeah, like the original score for the Japanese, uh, the Japanese version of it. I listened to some of it on YouTube. It's fine. Like it's actually pretty good, and a lot of it's still in this version of the movie too. Mm-hmm. But when they added all these really cool songs to it, like it, I don't know, it just cranked it up for me. I, I really like it. It makes it feel more real, real or something in a way it's weird because the other thing i noticed too watching this and i never noticed this before all the other times i watched it is all of the cars they draw whoever drew this fucking movie whoever did all the principal art shit they really like cars so you got a porsche 911 turbo 
Guile's driving the Mustang. I don't know the exact Mustang because Shelby GT Mustang, yeah. a sixty okay, something, a late sixties Shelby I never, Mustang. I never saw the little Cobra logo. I just saw the pony. Uh, so must have just been like an amalgamation thing. Uh, and a couple other cars, Mercedes five hundred. Uh, and I'm just like, dude, this guy loves cars, obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, got that. You got uh, and the music combined with that kind of makes it feel grounded in the time it, it came out in. It's it's interesting. It's weird. Now, I might sound like an idiot for saying this, but I want to ask you guys this because again, it, to me, this is a plus too. So what I'm saying <laughs> is a compliment. But okay. Did the animation style of the movie actually feel like it was older than the date it was actually made? No. It was like 94. No, it but feels like animation, 90s to me. It feels uh, further ahead than when it came out to me. Honestly, that's the most nostalgic part of it for me, is I didn't see this movie until later, but when I see that animation, my brain goes to, like, shit, I downloaded off Kazaa, kind of like. <laughs> like, like anime of the time like it, it, mm-hmm. there's something it, like when i saw it, i was like this studio has to have animated something else i've seen i looked it up i couldn't find anything it was all like 80 percent stuff i'd never heard of and 20 percent stuff yeah i've heard of it but i've never seen it so I, the, I was really surprised by that the animation reminded me a lot like the quality of it the fluidity and like again so something else is like the fighting in it you see all the punches and stuff. There's not too much just straight anime bullshit, except for like the the key blasts. You, mm-hmm. You'll see a lot of straight straight up punches in, in martial arts moves, which is very appreciated by me at least. But uh, it made me. It kind of reminded me of Cowboy Bebop a little bit. Uh, ah, I'm glad you said that. I I felt I felt Cowboy Bebop, and there were also uh, little moments of Trigon mixed in like in terms of animation and uh at least like how they handled like blasts and stuff yeah i kept thinking about akira because of the lighting like the uh, lightning and stuff and there's a lot of voice actors in this that are also in akira yeah that that, that also makes sense yeah that, it's it's like a blend of those together but I, maybe that's why i feel that way though like i don't i don't know for some reason i see it and maybe that's that darker tone or to it that it makes me think late 80s early 90s uh, but I guess that's what it is. It's 94. I, I don't know. 94, I hear that. I'm, I, I guess I'm thinking later than it is. But like you said, too, I, it's not like I watched this at 1994. I yeah. I watched this, I think the, probably the earliest I watched this was probably 2000, 2001. So probably later. So uh, I don't think I saw it till like 2009 or something. Like It was a long time for me. I think I first saw this in 97, I want to say. So not too far removed from there. Yeah, but it's yeah, I don't know. Either way, I, it's a compliment to it though. I, I love the the aesthetic of the, the animation style, uh, and like you'd said, it's actually very fluid. That that's what's really nice about it is that they actually hire like, fight choreographers to to work on an animated movie, which I thought was really interesting. Like they they got people in there who know what they're talking about to explain to them. Oh, this is how this punch would look. This is, and I think they did a bunch of recording too. Uh, it makes me think this is stupid, but I saw something recently that put this in my head. It reminds me of uh, when Disney was like making like Lion King or whatever. They took all the animators to go watch lions. It's kind of the same thing. Like they actually got fighters in there and they said, "Oh, this is how fighting looks," and then they just mocked it. But it's not rotoscoped, so the animators are just like really heckin' good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like, watch this, and then they just got really good at drawing what they, they observed. 
and, and learn from. No, it it's beautiful though. Uh, I mean, as far as story beats, I know we talked before and I made the joke of okay, plot wise, you're not watching this for some like in, insane or incredible story, but there there is some story to it in terms of what they're chasing down. It's a little convoluted with what Shadow Law actually is, or they don't get too much into like their origin. They're just really bad, and this and Bison just has insane power. I find it funny because he does a lot of things in the movie that he never does in the game, but at the same time, he feels just as bullshit, insanely like final boss as he does in those games. Like Bison was a son of a bitch to fight in in Street Fighter. If yeah, they you got, got to him in the arcade. In this one. Yeah, so it actually was funny. It's like he does none of the stuff he does in the game when he's fighting, other than a, he does. A, there are a few like signature things, but like most of the stuff in the in the movie he's doing is like, oh well, I have like all this telepathic power, so yeah. I can just like choke you out and I can just move everywhere. But uh, which he does, you can do that, but uh, you know he's not spamming Psycho Crusher or uh, no. yeah, it's <laughs> like no no Psycho Crusher, no Scissor Kick, no. Uh... He doesn't do the head press, but he does do like the the hover for it as like a recovery. Mm-hmm. It's weird, but uh, mm-hmm. it, it, the things he does is like the the teleport, the warp, which he didn't get till alpha, and then the he shoots like a blast, which you could argue is like psycho cannon. That's something from EX. He never had that in a regular game. I, I think they were just like, and he also has energy attacks, and they just he just has an amorphous his psycho power. Everybody kind of had a signature move represented, at least. It, like, he kind of was the only one that didn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, Honda did his, his slaps. Yeah, he Chun-Li. did slaps. chun did spinning bird kick. Shit. And then Vega did the, the, the claw dive shit. He did, he did the cheap-ass claw shit. Kyle gets uh, a sonic boom shit. and a flash <laughs> kick in, I believe. He did, yeah. Um, T-Hawk did, did his, his bullshit. His, oh, shit. Oh! That's from Alpha 3. But uh, who else? Sagat. Sagat did a tiger shot. He did. He tried to do some other shit. And he, mm. he, I said he almost said he died. <laughs> he didn't die. In his mind, he died. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Sagat got treated like a bitch in this movie. Let's talk about that. He gets beat up in the intro, and then he basically gets like it just hangs around. Yeah, he just he gets sequestered to. Oh, you flunky! You're like Vegeta. You fucking failure. Care about your pride? Go, go do something else. You're a shadow law soldier it. now. Give up this foolish pride. I want, I want advice to look at him and be like, "Why are you still in this movie? Fuck off!" Like, it's, yeah, basically, important yeah. to be there. They I sent him off to do that thing. Because like, some of his lines are just hilarious. It's like, well, that scientist dude's like trying to tell him, like, we we shouldn't leave Cammy alive. She might talk. He's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, Bison's character is so like way off base in this movie, but like not in a bad way. It's just funny. Like he just like a fuck. He just can do what he wants. Uh, but it's so weird that they like had that setup. Though they tell Sagat go kill go kill Cammy and, and finish Vega off, and let that be a lesson to you if you make a mistake. And yeah. then he's gone. <laughs> There's nothing. It almost feels like there was a scene that was supposed to be there. That doesn't exist. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. I wish I wish like I knew if there was like a deleted scene where he goes off to try to find Cammy, and at least in terms of story, like from future movies and other things, at least at least ones I have watched, Vega doesn't die. He he lived. So 
and I guess God didn't kill him, so who knew? I don't know what, what that has to do with anything, but yeah, that was weird. Very, very weird. It's about the relationship between Guile and Chun Li, where I can't tell if if he just sees her as a child and that's it, or because he's still so hell bent on his his revenge quest because his buddy died, or if he's actually in love with her. I think he just sees her as like a junior partner, like it's a buddy cop thing. Yeah, that's it's, what I, yeah. I, get, I get like a buddy cop thing because there at the end he's like, oh no, she's dead, and then she's just messing with him, and there's like the the silly anime children facial expression on her face oh yeah which i thought was kind of funny it's it's, it's always gets me it's, he, he goes back and he's driving the wrong way down the road and he, he gets to her and he's like in tears he's like, we got him it's okay <laughs> she, it's like that classic thing like so many other like tv shows and movies do that too where someone comes back and they think someone's dead and they're like oh no i was too late and then it's that person hiding or like they come out of nowhere and it's like hey what are, what's up what are you what are you all sad about i'm here I don't know. Just, I thought it was a funny little thing to have in this movie. Of all of all things to have in the movie that is otherwise just all about people just kicking everyone's ass. Um, so, I'm trying to think what else to, to kind of cover. Uh, DJ was awesome for like a, a minute and a half. Yeah, and he also had a badass theme. I like the music that plays in that scene. Yeah, I need to look up the the song for that one. I don't I don't have it. Uh... It is. Hang on, I had it. I have it in another another window. Because <laughs> uh, I'm like that by oh. by smoking suckers with logic. Fucking Damn. rad. <laughs> I was suckers. like, this song is cool. I'm looking this up, so I found it. I'm gonna look this up too. But no, it was, uh, uh, my favorite whole part about that was like the guy who plays him. I've I've heard him a bunch of other anime. I'm pretty sure he plays Jet and Cowboy Bebop actually as well. It sounds just like that guy. <laughs> No, but no. DJ said, shit, I thought it was just like some guy. <laughs> I, I marked out because he's like, shit. <laughs> oh. His character's so funny because he, he's just so chilled out, too, as far as uh, thinking, oh, yeah, Shadow Law wants me. Oh, yeah. He's like, I'm depressed. All right. And then they're like, this is serious. He's like, hey, man, it's just my sense of humor. Calm down. <laughs> but, yeah, you were yeah. right. He plays uh, the guy that played him. Played. Check this out. This guy had his name is Bo Billingsley. This Bo man Billingsley. has quite, quite the. the acting He's been in a fuck catalog. ton of anime, yeah. dude. He yeah he was Barrett in Advent Children, Five Hands right. Seven. Yeah, he was Jet in Cowboy Bebop. He's in Star Trek. Uh, uh so much here between video is he games. Ghost and in the stuff. Shell. Is he? Is he? Who's the big guy in Ghost in the Shell? I can't remember his name. I'm not that far down yet. Bato, so much. Yeah, I feel like, like it, I feel like he plays Bato in Ghost in the Shell as well. It's very possible, but there's so much. But yeah, he's been so much stuff. So yeah, that guy's awesome though. Veteran voice actor Stephen Blum, who plays Spike Spiegel, is also in this. He's like yeah, but he's like a minor characters, isn't that? He's weird? just like the guy driving Guile in that fucking truck or some shit. Yeah, talking to him. He, and he plays T Hawk. Was that oh, him as yeah. T Hawk? It's all, it's also another like, small bit thing, but yeah, he plays like six people, but they're all like nothing. And then like T Hawk, but T Hawk's in the movie for all of a minute. Um, that that is one thing with the movie, but I, I kind of get it again because of what the movie is. It this movie is literally just this is fan service. It's like yeah. an extension of what the video game is, and so that's it's fine. But it, it does think that like you just get a little bit of so many characters, but you're just getting them just for that brief moment. 
Yeah, um, honestly, it's 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 probably about time to just break it down to say, like, you know, I love this. I own this movie. I love this movie. Story wise, this movie is a piece of shit. <laughs> like, it's, it's, yeah. There's nothing there. It's just so much fun to watch. And it's so much fun to enjoy. But like, as a story, as like, if you weren't a fan of the games and you're not a fan of anime, there's not a lot here for you. But also, fuck you, I guess, because I, I don't know. <laughs> the other the other thing about that too is a, a lot of the story has still not been made at that point. Like, yeah, that's what I was it, saying earlier. Is like, you know, I applaud them for getting this out of that. They did. They they still did a good job. Because the where they really tried to make some strides to make more of a backstory for everybody is when they started the Alpha series. Mm. Uh, that's when they started having more stuff, more like threads between characters through those games. Uh, more stuff outside of the game started to come out in Japan and whatnot. I will say real quick, don't expect much from the Street Fighter Alpha movie either. It's very similar to this. Bummer. Uh, unfortunately, um, it's still fun. It's not as good or as fun as this one, uh, but it's still pretty cool to watch. Um, there was a, a series, like an animated series, uh, Street Fighter 2 V. Uh, it's kind of obscure. Like a oh, lot yeah, of people, I, I don't saw think that ever... on IMDb. It says, "Hey, if you like this movie, you might like this." And I was like, "What? The, Street Fighter 2 Five? What the fuck are they talking about?" It's, they call it V for like victory or some shit. But like, I was gonna say. Honestly, like the thing to do with Street Fighter would to be would be to make it like a, a series, not a movie. Yeah, that makes sense. Because you'd have more, you could play with all the characters and stuff some more, uh, and they could get more screen time. And mm-hmm. they did that in V. And I, like I haven't watched it in a really long time, but I remember thinking it was cool and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know, guys. Capcom, think about it someday. It's definitely, about... it's definitely kind of like Castlevania, right? Like Castlevania got the Netflix adaptation and got like probably you could you could argue it's one of the best animated series ever made, definitely from a video game adaptation for sure. For sure, yeah. Oh my goodness, it, it's it's a beautiful thing to watch uh, and all of its its wicked violence and stuff. But like you you could do the same makeover or the same formula for this, and you don't necessarily have to go like unnecessarily graphic. You can still keep it relatively tame but still get all the points that you want out of it. Uh, no, but like you no. said, all that depth is there. So I still, I still want to see Sagat. Like I still want to see his chest explode. I still want Chun Lee <laughs> to like twist Vega's face and watch him freak out about it. Shit. It's like, oh, he's like freaking out. Uh, talk about an iconic anime fight. That, that one there. Yeah. That I get that whole scene. I've only seen it a hundred times. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, I I definitely recommend this to anybody that's that's a fan of the of just watching anime animated action or if you're a fan of Street Fighter, know what's going on there. Again, it's like you'd said you're not you're not watching this for some type of like insightful or enlightening discussion after you're, you're just enjoying a hour and a half of, of just good fun. You're watching it because you enjoy weeb shit. You like fighting games and you like anime. Yeah, exactly. I'll say this too. Uh, this may have started the trend where uh, like, I don't know how much input Capcom actually had on like the story or anything. Uh, typically Capcom's pretty laissez faire about like, uh, you know, multimedia projects related to like their game properties. It's like, they're like, yeah, you want to do one? Cool. Uh, let us know how it goes. <laughs> they just kind of let it happen. Whatever it is typically. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. But, like, this might have started that trend where Capcom takes things 
from outside the games and implements them into their own stories. Because uh, they did it in Resident Evil a little bit. So you know, remember like when in the Resident Evil series, they started the shit from the movie started to kind of creep their way into the games a little bit <clears throat> with some of like the crazy stuff, like in five and six or whatever. The laser hallway in Resident Evil Four is like is from the fucking movie Resident Resident Evil movie. Oh yeah, that's um, right. Like there's all kinds of things I could list, but in in this movie, uh, when Sagat and Ryu fight in cut where he scars Sagat and he wins that tournament, that's what happens in Street Fighter One. That's mm-hmm. not what they were doing right there. That that wasn't anywhere near the location where that happens or anything. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it was like a tournament in front of a bunch of people. Yeah, like you said, and they're they're basically replaying a way of a uh, variant of of the story of him them having the fight and why he has the scar. But you're right, it's not at uh, all related to the game. But that scene, that that backdrop and the the storm and everything, is the fight that happens between them. If you play Sagat in like Street Fighter Alpha Two, Ryu is his final boss. And they, they fight in that field during a thunderstorm lit just like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other thing is like the backstory is Rhea and Ken training, like when they're younger and stuff. And that, that's how they look in Alpha. It, that's and the stuff that has to do with that's like them still just getting out of training. Mm-hmm. So like that went on to kind of be into the game story and stuff like that. Hmm. I guess it kind of makes sense. I mean they they own the intellectual rights to that and it was good enough. So I, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, just something to point out. I think it's interesting. Capcom does that kind of thing a lot. Hmm. So yeah. you recommend it though, right? You better. Yeah. Who me or him? Yeah. All both of you. Yeah. yeah all right. Like I said, I own it. Like you know. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's it's like a really, really, really classic mid '90s anime. It's like there's not, it's not real heavy on like thinking. It's real heavy on action. There's nudity in it. It has a great soundtrack. Like it's it's got everything. It's got everything you could want from like just a, a dumb brain dead two hour anime from the mid '90s. It's perfect for that. So yeah, I, I recommend it. Like I said. Um, you kind of already know if this is something you're going to like. If you don't like fighting games, if you don't like anime, uh, you're probably not going to love it too much. You probably suck, and you just need to leave. Uh, yeah, you're probably a boring person, and I don't want to be your friend, <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah, go go live somewhere else. All right. Does watch the two. He recommends it also. See? Good job. No, Good job. He, he it, fell in line. Okay, that's Actually, see, that right there is the ultimate recommendation, because he doesn't even like cartoons. That's yeah, true. He, he hates animation. He hates cartoons. Yeah. Yep. He hates, he hates all of them. Even the ones that show boobies. He doesn't even like booby cartoons. <laughs> Zach, I know you recommend it, but you might as well say it for the record. Yeah, I recommend it. I threatened everybody to recommend it, so I recommend it. <laughs> I'd love to shit if you'd be like, you know what, I actually don't recommend yeah, this. You know what, actually, it's a pretty poor example of uh, something and something else. It's not very accurate, Street Fighter. Uh, it's kind of bullshit, really. Uh, DJ should have been in it more. He probably should have been like the main character. Main I don't character, know. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I'd been fine with like a. He should have been called Cool Runnings, a Street Fighter adventure or some <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> it should have been about DJ and uh, Blanca and they go on an adventure to find Zangief's grandfather or something. I don't know. That sounds amazing, and, honestly. And they Candy plays E Honda for no reason. <laughs> yeah. I both, I both really liked and kind of hated E Honda in this. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
It's like he's a real likable, stupid character, but also I was like, why are they doing him like this? Why why does every other character get to be cool and he's an idiot? That's kind of how he is, <laughs> though. I know. It's just <laughs> Big Dumb Sumo Man. <laughs> Big dumb sumo man. <laughs> I hate that line. We, we're, we're both Japanese fighters, and we stick together. Because we're brothers. Ha 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 ha. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I forgot one of my favorite parts of this movie is when he's fighting Balrog and he, he, his eyes cross when they fight because they actually go the other way. He gets punk drunk. He gets punch drunk before he actually gets hit. That's what happens. But oh, he, gets, he gets the he gets the vapors for fighting. Uh, oh, but man. like the, when they they fight and they roll off that fucking mountain and they're like, oh shit! <laughs> that makes me laugh every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't know what happens to them. Yeah. Well, uh, Balrog cushions the fall. Honda lands on him. Uh, okay, Dubs watches hentai. That's Dubs fair. clarifies. He, he does. He does watch some yeah. of these things. Well, at least these are fucking you, pervert. At least you have some kind of a soul. <laughs> <laughs> no, a very a very dark soul. Well, uh, well, uh, get good. Uh, I'm pretty sure Honda uh, landed on Balrog and he came, he climbed back up the mountain with him because he's no, a man. I, I guess that checks out. Yeah, that that would make sense. Well, do you guys Fucking... have anything else to say about this this pinnacle of '90s anime action cheese? Nope, it's a great way to take me back to feeling like I'm 11 again. All I needed was a Mondo Juice and some Dunkaroos, and I'd have been there because I was playing with Pokemon cards as I'm watching Street Fighter II, the animated <laughs> movie. Felt felt very '90s in this house. You got right there in the zone. All right, well, we will move on to what we've been doing, watching, playing, reading, and uh, and news. First, we're going to see an ad for Get to Bowling. Wrestling nerds, wrestling weebs, wrestling fans. If you're looking for a different kind of podcast, one that goes over actual big wrestling news, I mean real stories, not somebody getting divorced or baseless rumors or whatnot, and get some color, we got that. We also do reviews of wrestling from the past, but sometimes we also do wrestling from the modern day, too, if it's something that interests us at the time. Other than that, I would say the main attraction is just three guys who have been lifelong wrestling fans doing what wrestling fans do. Cutting up, cracking jokes, and just enjoying the entertainment wrestling can provide, however that comes. If you want to catch Getting Some Color, you can catch it bi-weekly on Thursdays, 10 p.m. Eastern, usually. Usually. <laughs> all right uh, uh we're gonna discuss what we've watched or played or read or anything i'm gonna go first because mine's really super easy still playing tears of the kingdom still loving it it still feels like a genuine adventure like i don't i'm not metagaming it i'm not like i need to go do this and i need to get all the shrines i need to do the dungeons i'm just kind of like whatever adventures over the next hill i go and i have that adventure and it's a lot of fun um still working my way through beast wars don't know why i have no idea <laughs> Honestly, Beast Wars is weird because <laughs> the beginning of it is like a bunch of normal Saturday morning stupid selling toys bullshit. It's like terrible stories where it's like uh, uh, Cheetor does, isn't a team player, but he learns later that he, he has to be a team player or whatever. It's like stuff like that. Uh, but around season two, they said, okay, you guys can start writing different kind of stories now. And shit gets like really serious. Like characters are dying and there's Holy shakes shit. and like bases get destroyed. And like, and I'm in season three now. And like two characters were like stolen by aliens and then merged <laughs> into a single being what? and then sent back as an assassin. They and, got they're abducted? Like, and their souls have to 
remerge with their body and now they've become one and like I said, and one character dies, but he was really popular. So Megatron builds a machine to clone him, but the new version of him is like a skeleton of the way he used to be. Like, it's really dark. <laughs> but uh, I'm almost done with it. I've only got like a few episodes left. I'm still really enjoying it. Um, and also, um, I watched the Canadian Grand Prix. Uh, I'm not going to bore you guys too much with the details of that, but it was, it was pretty good. It was a good Who one. Who won? Who won? Who do you think won? I was God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, now, here's the thing. Max Verstappen won, like he always does, but he only won by like six seconds or so. Only six uh, seconds. Alonzo was like right up behind him, and uh, people thought Alonzo was going to have a chance to win, but at the end they told him to hold off because he was having like a breaking issue, which I guess never even really materialized. That's how he still got second. Meanwhile, uh, like on lap, I don't know, 20 of 70 Verstappen radios, his, his guys. He says, I think I hit a bird. Uh, he hit a bird and a dead bird was lodged in the air intake for his brakes, the entire race. And he still got first. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> So, fucking yeah, man is over here winning races on New Game Plus. He doesn't even fucking Pretty care. Much, yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I saw I saw a clip recently. Um, the uh, the race before last, um, he he got uh, the black and white flag, which means he kept te- uh, going over the boundary. He was cutting corners too sharply, and they gave him oh. the black and white flag saying, "Hey, you better stop that, or you're going to get a penalty." And he, he radios in. He says, how, how fast is my fastest lap? And they tell him, and they say, but Max, we don't want you to go for the fastest lap right now because you have a black and white flag. And if they catch you again, you're going to get a penalty. And so on the next lap, he breaks the track record for fastest lap out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then, the, then the crew radios him. They say, great job, Max. You know how fastest lap. Uh, so can you please keep it in the lines now? <laughs> and he laughs. He says, yeah, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to be like, oh, I'm so bored. He's winning all the time. But also, it's like, I, I like keeping up with his shenanigans. It's fun. <laughs> He's making it fun somehow for himself, yeah, at least. Yeah, he really is. But I don't, I'm, st- I'm still uh, I'm still enjoying it. Two more weeks. We'll be right back at it. But uh, that's all. I watch the race. Watch Beast Wars play Zelda. Um, Zach, what about you? Uh, I watched uh, Beavis and Butthead season two. I finished it. It was mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, all the episodes were their were their middle aged or like my my favorite, pretty much almost. Yeah, they they do one where they go to like a VFW post and somehow they convince them that they were in like warfare, and they think they were in Desert Storm and shit. And it's just like the funniest thing. <laughs> it ends with them uh, put they, they're like. Somehow Tom Anderson is still alive. That's the thing that boggled my mind because he was there and he looked the exact same, which is like fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, how is he alive? I said that out loud because <laughs> this has to be like 30 years later for them or something. But um, they're talking. They, they have like a, a Vietnam flag there in in the the back of the bar or some shit, and. They're telling them, it's like, you gonna, are you boys going to help us put up Old Glory later? Uh, we got, this one's from the Spanish-American War. And they're like, uh, whatever. <laughs> but they they drank a bunch of beer and lost the flag because they were all out there waiting for him. They thought they were preparing a speech or something. 
they like they shoved the flag off the bar and he's like, uh, butthead, where's the flag? Uh, I don't know. And they start like rummaging around everywhere. And then Beavis is like, oh yeah, there it is. They grabbed the Vietnam flag and raised the Vietnam flag at the VFW post. Amazing. And then they're like, stolen valor, and they kick their asses. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't laughed that hard in a while. That's a great show. That, that, just, that <sighs> whole premise just sounds wonderful. And the whole so stupid. Every single episode is fucking funny. Like, every single one. Uh, also watched The Flash in the movie theaters. Whoa. Yeah, I did. I saw it, um, and it was uh, it was eh. it was eh. uh, like the whole thing. Like everybody's talking about, oh, it's got bad CGI, and but Dub say I just ordered flag, which is don't tread on me, but it says don't threaten me, and it has Beavis as a snake. <laughs> that's, that's pretty that's great. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Don't threaten me. Are, Are you threatening me? me? <laughs> it's fucking. <laughs> but. Uh, about the Flash show. Everybody's been talking about bad CGI and shit. And yeah, there is some kind of bad CGI in it. Uh, like, and it's weird. You can kind of tell this movie's been rewritten a bunch. I'm getting real mixed messages on like what people think about it too. Because like, oh, the CGI is bad, but I really liked Supergirl and I really liked Batman and I really liked all this other stuff. I'm like, well, did you like it or not? <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like overall, the movie is not that good. It's like I've seen fucking worse movies in this too. At the same time, mm-hmm. like. Thor Love and Thunder is the worst fucking movie in this thing is. And, you know, there's a couple others that are... It's in the bottom tier of of the superhero movies. Mm. But the things that are good in it are good, and you wish there was more of it. That's that's, Mm. that's kind of where it's at. Because, yeah, Michael Keaton is fucking awesome in it. Of course. Uh, And he got to do, like... he They made him look more like the most badass Batman that's ever been on live screen. Like, live action. And it's 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 fucking tragic because you'll probably never see him again. I, I can't I can't imagine why you would. Yeah, but well, there were plans for him to be the the Batman again for DC, but that's all fucking gone out the window now. Mm. And that's that's kind of it makes me sad. Like I get but, ready uh, for that new universe. Yeah, and then yeah, uh, Sasha Cal. I think that's how you say her last name. I don't know. Uh, she was pretty interesting as Supergirl, but she doesn't she's not in the movie enough and she doesn't get to say or do enough. And you, you're like, damn, well, I wish she was in it more and you don't know. There's, you're probably not going to see her again either. So yeah, yeah. I, I saw something earlier, just mindlessly scrolling on, I don't know, Reddit, Twitch, Facebook, who knows what I was doing. And it said she had had a meeting about the future of having that character in something about something. Well, yeah, if, if so good for her, because she actually seems like she like she really liked to doing it. And, is excited to do it and that's good for her. Yeah. Uh uh poor Keats. I'm sorry, brother. It was cool to see you again. Uh I'll watch you and whatever else you do. <laughs> <laughs> well watch have to be in Morbius too when they team up. Morbin. You wanna oh. get further Morbin. Morbin. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be in the post credit scene of Craven the Hunter. Well, yeah, you know, I don't. Uh, I I don't know if I'd recommend it unless you're a huge Michael Keaton mark. That's the only way you can do. You can convince yourself. I am though. I know. Well, just wait for it to to come out on streaming. Uh, don't just. I'll don't, have to get HBO money. Max, which I don't have. I have it. Uh, but like, yeah. Uh, the biggest thing with this movie is you have to deal with like two fucking Ezra Millers for like almost an hour. And that's yeah. god damn. That that's one thing that's universal in hearing people talk about this movie is they liked 
They liked the Keaton Batman. They liked Supergirl. And they liked like all these little things that are only in there for like a few minutes. And it's like, why is the goddamn Flash in this goddamn Flash movie? Get him out of here. I like all the other stuff. And, you know, the thing with him is, too, is even when I first saw him in like Justice League or whatever, Hmm. I was like, this guy's not the Flash. I will buy him as the Flash. There's nothing about him that comes off as Flash-like at all. They call him Barry Allen. He doesn't act like Barry Allen ever acted in anything. No, <laughs> so. he he acted he acted like a kid that was trying to like do an audition to be like overly sarcastic Peter Parker, but took too much Adderall before his audition. Or like a weird shitty version of Kick Ass or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, that's fair. Yeah, just like way too like I'm gonna have too much uh, conversation and fourth wall breaking. Uh, like it's like he read a Deadpool comic before he sniffed a pixie stick and then started talking. <laughs> the, like, wait, we're not doing Marvel, DC. Well, I want to go fast. So. Go fast, I go fast, brother. I took no. speed. Can I be the Flash? <laughs> I ate a Sonic the Hedgehog comic book on the way here. I'm ready. <laughs> I just shit all <laughs> chili dog. The, the the thing is the other the other Ezra, the one from the good timeline where he got to. Uh, I agreed to. Uh, I haven't even seen uh, that show, and I know he's better. The, whoever the guy is that plays him in the show. Oh, Gustin but, or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree, too. Even though they screwed up the, the series and stuff, because CW just like it just went down this like rolling garbage fire of things because it couldn't help itself. That that show itself was really good. The story was played out, and that the, him playing Barry Allen was really good. I'll say, Sorry, continue. With what yeah, you I'll say a couple other things about it real quick, and I'll, I'll close that off. But, uh, like... Uh, the thing with the other uh, Barry Allen, the one that he had the good life and his parents were still alive and everything, it kind of makes him like, you know, like he takes everything for granted and shit. But the thing is, is he's even more annoying than the one everybody knows now. He's, he's like 10 times more annoying than that one. So like, just wrap your head around that. He's like, it's like combined weird ass stoner humor and shit and like just annoying ass jokes and like it, it deal with that for an hour. Fuck. I've still somehow never managed to see anything he's in, so I don't know. Um, the other thing that was cool was at the end, there's this scene uh, where you can see, like, the different uh, uh, timelines or whatever. Like, shit's going, crazy shit's going on. And um, mm-hmm. you can see, like, uh, Jay Garrick, the original Flash, in, in a timeline for, like, a, a couple seconds. And then you can see the black and white Superman, like, from the the... the sh- short the serials or whatever that's cool then you see adam west batman in, in a in a time timosphere <laughs> that um, rules too then you saw uh uh keats you saw keats for for a minute and then you saw um you saw christopher reeve uh, uh superman and then you saw nicholas cage superman fighting a giant spider and i was like what the fuck really? yes <laughs> I was like Nicholas Cage. I, was, I literally was like the only person in the theater. I think there's like twenty some people, and I was like, "It's Nicholas Cage, Superman." I just said that out loud. I couldn't help it. We made the and crossover that's, real. That's, that's, that's something only like real marks know about. That whole like screen tested weird. What did he have? The weird dark suit, and the long hair, or whatever. Yeah, the weird suit and the yeah the shiny suit, and the, he had the hair, and he, and he was fighting the giant spider, yeah. which was that was the the bad guy. He was fighting. Um, the, he was fighting the spider from Wild Wild West, right? Yeah, I wish yeah. I could tell you how this movie ends. Like, I, I, like, uh, God damn it! I wish I could tell you guys. I'll tell you no, all fair. I don't want to know. I'm going to watch it pretty. Well, soon, somebody so. somebody listens to us might want to, you know, 
So you're saying you're he doesn't see- want to know either. I don't want to know. I, I'm going to go watch it. Don't spoil that. I've already had enough spoiled by knowing all the cameos and stuff. Uh, I'll, so- t- I'll tell Andy. He, he won't care. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Spoil but, for uh, him. He doesn't give a shit. Uh, I also played uh, Street Fighter Six. Um. Uh, still kind of figuring out who I'm playing and, and stuff on there. <laughs> uh, played Diablo Four some more. Not not as much as I would like lately. Uh. Hope to change that soon. Uh, and I play. I played Columns a bunch on Sega Genesis this weekend. <laughs> Easy to do. I had a feeling we talked about it last week, and then you had the uh, you sent us that the thing in the chat with the music, and I was like, he must have been playing the shit out of this game. Clotho. It's what it sent. I uh, I I got that that expensive that tiny arcade machine. It was like 130 bucks. It just has a bunch of Sega arcade stuff on it. It has like that golden axe that was only in the arcades and uh, virtual fighter, like a bunch of really bad stuff. And when I got it, I used it to play columns for like an hour. <laughs> it's really easy to do. Like it's weird because like the first time I played columns, I was like, ah, whatever, I don't care. And I just kind of like looked past it. Uh-huh. And it's for whatever reason this time, like the, the music, I still thought the music was awesome in it, but like. I think it's because you're older. I think the older you get, the more you like puzzle games. I'm sure of it. Because when I was a kid, I was like, eh, Tetris, who cares? Now I own Tetris like four different ways. Like, I really like Tetris. I really like Columns. I really like friggin' Tokimeki Memorial Puzzle, puzzle Dice and whatever. Yes. 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 I like playing Columns, I think, for an hour straight. Uh, you know, I was, just, I was fucking around with the settings and everything and all that. And. I got pretty good at it too. Uh, I I could get to like le- the highest level I got to was like twenty two or twenty three before I'd crap out. Uh, but apparently, some people's moms and shit could just play it forever and never lose. This <laughs> is one of the, one of those kinds of games where it's like the the parent, some adult in your life, typically a female adult, could be your mother, your aunt, your grandmother. Is just a master at these. Like I've always heard stories like that. Like my grandma would could play Tetris forever and not lose and stuff. I always hear about those people. Uh, oh, my mother bought a Game Boy and Tetris and never bought another game for the Game Boy. That's all they ever needed. You know, I, I've, I've heard that kind of stuff a lot. Yeah, but uh, I read. I was reading. St- I was reading reviews and stuff. I was, I was basically learning about the whole series after I was like, I like Columns now, and I started looking stuff up. Columns is really cool. It's kind of sad because it gets overshadowed so heavily by Puyo Puyo, the second yeah. big puzzle. But I got I got Columns two now on Switch. I'm gonna play it soon. I gotta get three. Uh, the box art for Columns three sucks, by the way. Does it? it it's weird. Like so. In the Japanese one, they have like weird little anime characters like making cutesy, funny poses on it on, on, on top of columns. And there's like, you know, gems in the middle and shit. Same box art, except they take all the anime stuff out and they put like a middle aged bald guy laying in the gem pile on it. Like a, a, a live action middle aged bald guy is sitting there on the middle of the box art. And I was like, what, what the fuck, fuck is that? You see what that's he random. weird. It's so strange. It's like it's definitely should be in the uh bad box art hall of fame or something. Yeah. I mean my my favorite my favorite bad box art of all time is still the the classic. I mean it, it it's the Mega Man. The bad Mega Man. The ba- the yeah. yellow Mega Man. Oh it's so it's, it's so it's what the classically fuck? what the fuck is this? 
we're gonna we're gonna do that someday. We need to make a segment where we all like find bad box art and just talk about it. I've already well, so I got a thing I've been working on because we keep having these talk threads about things we want to do, and it, and actually I there have an idea for a series. <laughs> yeah, what, what the fuck is that? Yeah, but I it's a series. Oh, blank columns, whoa! <laughs> um, I'll, I'll say it off air because I don't want to give it away if we ever actually make it a thing. But I think you guys will really like this idea. Uh, but it's it's the it's what I want to maybe do in the future. Uh, but don't okay. worry, that that is potentially. One that we'll we'll keep in the memory bank is boop, it's right there. Weird, but, uh, weird covers. That's that's all I, I did pretty much. I got a news thing to talk about, uh, but we'll do that after Chaz is done. Chaz, yeah. did you did you do Pokemon and an anime and um? I'm trying to guess. Don't tell me. Um, <laughs> Pokemon cards. You watched an anime. You played some Street Fighter. Played Street Fighter. Yeah, goddamn it. Um. I was gonna say maybe you watched a show with your wife, but I don't think that's God right. You literally hit the four things. Did I get it? God, yeah. All right. Well, I, I guess you guys do news. Annie's fucking Nostradamus now, and he's gonna tell you all about the horoscope and what crops you should grow this year. Uh, and I'm Which done. Is, it, it's usually those things for you, and then I every once in a while you're like, "And I played Last of Us, and or I watched another movie occasionally." I, I do things in chunks. I'm, I, things are going to be very boring for me over the next couple months because I what I'm what I don't tell people is that I'm studying two to three hours a day every day in addition to work and other stuff. So my my life's somewhat boring right now, but it's okay. Uh, but we'll we'll still go through it even though it is just we're we're eating meat and potatoes. But you know what, meat and potatoes are good, so we're going to keep eating them. Uh, Andy Dumas. <laughs> So, uh, for Pokemon, um, played in a, a small event, uh, not anything too big, but I got second place, and uh, then afterwards, uh, I was, at the very last match, I was shuffling things back up, because the, the last match went really, kind of long, and I realized I only had 58 cards. So, here's the thing, in Pokemon, you I, have to you have lose. exactly 60 cards. You have to play with 60 cards, no more, no less. If you yeah. play with less or more you're cheating so uh it turns out i left two cards at home and didn't know it so i cheated the entire and didn't realize uh tell anyone you just rolled with it i i well no the 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 event was over i i played the entire event and didn't realize it so sometimes we'll like pile shuffle and stuff but i was just sitting there and like uh, i got there with not much time to actually play and then i did a lot of trading and stuff with other people so I, I just we went right into it, and I was playing something casual. I, I wasn't playing anything super serious. I, I I'm getting ready for nationals. This was like a loose idea of a deck I wanted to try. And funny enough, the two things I forgot were two energy, so I played with two energy less than I needed. Oh. Like, so it was actually harder for me. Like even though it was cheating, like it was still harder for me to actually win. So the fact that I got second is a miracle in itself. Uh, I don't <laughs> know how I did that. That kind of sucked. So uh, I just. It is what it is, but and nevertheless, uh, I thought it was funny that at the end I was like, "Oh, I cheated!" So I gave my packs away. I realized it before, like we got our packs, and I usually do that anyway. If like there are kids playing, I give my my packs to kids because whatever. Uh, yeah, there you go. Just oh yeah, rice sensor. Uh, fucking nightmare music. Yeah. So yeah, so I, we laughed about it after I told everybody. Like they, everyone was a good sport about it, uh, and we joked around. Um, 
there, I guess one thing to mention, which I thought was really cool, is uh, actually I'll I'll wait for news because it's technically news, so I'll wait. I'll get there. Uh, so uh, Dragon Ball, um, I'll get to in a sec because chronologically, I think it makes makes more. I, I haven't really played many video games. Um, I I played a little Street Fighter, uh, but not much. I I'm still just grinding ranked, and I still haven't quite figured out who I'm gonna like officially stick with um my i've been having a lot of fun with mano but i, I actually think my guy on zingief might be better i kind of want to learn how to play ryu ken or one or the other um so it's actually learn? well i mean just like more of their like specific combos you know uh, i know like ryu actually seems really cool because he has wall bounce resets like I, I'm a sucker for that shit, uh, and it comes from playing uh, Dragon Ball. I used to play when Dragon Ball Fighter Z came out first. Android 16 was my guy because he was one of the few characters that can hit someone so hard they bounce off of the screen, and when they bounce, you can jump and dunk them. It's just the coolest shit ever. Uh, it just looks really cool, and people get really mad about it because that game anyway. There aren't any other grapplers, but uh, nevertheless, I, I want to learn how he does that because he does some really cool stuff that way. Um, Let's see. Uh, so, I had a weird weekend where uh, Father's Day was going on, and then the next day was my anniversary with my wife. And because we're living in two different houses and work, and one of us was sick one day, then one's sick the next day, like spacing and stuff is super weird. But we had to like celebrate it in a weird way. And I. Uh, Anyway, I, I went up and stayed the night, and we celebrated everything a little early. And she and I were just looking for a random movie to watch. So we watched this movie that we found on, I can't remember who it was, I think it was on Hulu, uh, called Vacation Friends. It came out in 2021. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm making sure to honor Dub's uh, thing, where he talks about movies that are mediocre at best. Uh, so anyway, it has it John like Cena in it. No, it's... Uh, it's uh, it's weird. It's a weird. Uh, I wouldn't even say it's a romantic comedy. It's just a bad comedy, but it's technically about couples or whatever. But basically, this this couple go to uh, go to Mexico for vacation. Their vacation gets ruined because there's just like these crazy white people that are doing stuff, and they accidentally like break uh, the jacuzzi tub, and their tub ruins the the floor below them, which is their like hotel suite. So they ruin the, but they meet them. And like, these guys are like really carefree and whatever. Now there's no time traveling. Uh, <laughs> turns out John Cena is just like, he's like the guy in his forties that still thinks that he's 20. So he's like, yeah, let's just do lots of drugs. And, and I don't know. It, it's a weird movie, but it was fun. Like I, I enjoyed watching it. There were some pretty funny bits in it. Uh, so again, she and I enjoy watching movies like that. It's a, I what I like always to call a good bad movie. Like sometimes it's good to watch a six out of ten movie and you can enjoy it because that's what you're wanting to watch. You don't have to think about anything. You just laugh at dumb stuff as you watch it. Yeah. Um, this is a movie that I would not recommend for Zach or any one of his ilk. <laughs> Zach would hate this movie. It, it would make the hairs in his body hurt. Probably. <laughs> but but uh, for, for others, uh, maybe something you enjoy again. And it, it was it had like kind of a good message to it as well in a weird way, because like deep down they were really good people. They're just fucking crazy. Uh, but and there are some funny bits. There's a bit where uh, the 
women are like on, they're like on the beach and the women are sitting in one area and the two guys are on the other and the women are talking and the one looks at the the other girl and says hey he he's been holding me hostage here for for years now he has a gun please help me i've been, i've been waiting for a chance to tell you this and it builds up suspense like oh shit what what like the story just flipped on its head and then she says she's joking but then he like pulls a gun out and the, and like he's shooting around and they've all been drinking and they've been they've been high and stuff and he's like, oh, I got this. Here, put a bottle on your head. And he, the other guy puts a bottle on his head. And he turns around and shoots it off. And it scares the crap out of him. And then he hands the gun to him and says, I fully trust you. You should shoot me. <laughs> and he's like, I, I've never shot a gun before. Are you sure? He's like, no, it'll be okay. I trust you. And then the next scene is them walking. And John Cena's got like a t-shirt wrapped around his head. And it is covered in blood. <laughs> he shot him in the fucking head. I laughed pretty hard at that. Uh and he's like, are you sure we shouldn't go to the hospital? He's like, no, nah, it's a flesh wound. It's fine. I've had these before. Uh, they make a wrestling joke. At one point, they go to like a weird uh, uh, luchador, lucha show. And John Cena makes a comment like, now, I think anybody can do this. We should we should find out who can do this. And then he pays for the other guy to go in there and get his ass kicked. Uh, but so there's a little funny bits to it. And I enjoyed it, but it's it's not a good movie by any means. Um I guess that's enough endorsement for that. It's probably more endorsing that movie's ever had. Uh, but let's see. So I went home because I had to work on Father's Day, which kind of sucked. But it it was almost kismet. It worked out. I got home, and I, I'm not going to do anything else. I'm, like, getting through, like, mail packages and other stuff. So as I'm doing that, I'm watching Dragon Ball Z because I'm, I'm still churning through that show. Um, I mean, I'm on episode, I think as I was watching it, as we were about to start, I'm on episode 231 of like 291. I'm like a third of the, I'm, Majin Buu's about to be awakened. So like, I've already finished Cell Saga and, and the world tournament and all the other stuff that happens, all those shenanigans. And, uh, they're about to awaken Majin Buu. But uh, so you saw Spoopovich. That's what you're saying. Spo- yeah, Spoopovich. Yeah, Spoopovich. Spoopovich. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was a, a what do they call him a gingerbread pansy I think is the term or a weakling <laughs> he, he's a cupcake uh, yeah there's a lot of really funny things I I, I loved going back and watching this uh, but uh, anyway on Father's Day I actually watched like my favorite like epi- set of episodes from the entire series so for me at least Android and Cell Saga are my favorites because mm-hmm. Trunks and Cell Saga is the best one just... yeah that. Gohan and uh, Trunks are my favorite characters as protagonists in the show. Uh, and uh, Cell is like the best villain. Like, Cell's just fucking hilarious. Uh, but uh, anyway, I actually watched all that on Father's Day and watched when he turns to Super Saiyan 2. And then Cell is like, well, I can't win. I'm just going to blow up the whole world. And Goku leaves. And it was it actually hit way harder because it's like, oh, shit. I'm watching this on Father's Day. He's going to lose his dad, and his dad's so proud of him, and he's going to die. And I don't know. I got I got all emotional and shit watching I thought you were going to say it was the episode where Vegeta tells Trunks he's proud of him, and he kills himself with the big bang. Oh, I'm not there yet. I'm not. I'm, I'm literally, like, I'm episodes away from that. So yeah, I'm I know. I, just, I, just that, said, but, I thought but, that was where you're going. I, but, well, but there's the other thing, too, because the first time he actually shows where he loves his son is actually in that same set. It's when Trunks gets killed. Future Trunks gets killed by Cell when he returns, and he, like, has an explosion of anger and attacks Cell, knowing he has no chance of hurting him. But it's because he's so angry 
because he's like, wait, you hurt my boy. And he's finally showing like he cares about something other than himself. Um, but anyway, all the, the stuff with Goku and Gohan happens. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm in this house all alone. And it's Father's Day. And I can't be with my kid who like called me before and was like, Daddy, I can't wait till you live here. I wish you'll be here. We'll have so much fun together. So they hit me in the feels. Uh, it's one of those weird things I didn't expect, that Dragon Ball would be different as a parent than it would not. But And then, and then you decided yeah. to watch The Human Condition, right? Nope, we're not there yet. I've, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not even uh, – I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch The Human Condition while living here because I might try to kill myself if I watch that <laughs> while I'm alone. You guys might need to check on me if you haven't heard from me. Uh, I'm, I'm afraid to watch it now being alone. Uh, so I might just need to give it back to you. And then like a year from now, I'll be like, I'm ready. Uh, and I'll come pick it up. Uh, but anyway, uh, Dragon Ball has been great to watch. Uh, there was one scene that made me laugh really hard. And I don't know why, but uh, when they get to the world tournament where they're going to redo it, they do this thing that there are too many people to fight, right? Like there's like 200 people that want to fight because everyone's now shown up to do it. And they, the way they decide this time to say, okay, here's how we're going to pick contestants. We have this punching machine, and we're going to let the, everyone punch it. And the, t- the 16 highest scores on the punching machine get to go. And, of course, they just say, well, not, not Mr. Satan. Mr. Satan is automatically in because he's the world champion. So he gets to punch first. And he gets, like, I think, I think he gets, like, 137. So then, like, a series of people go, and they're all getting, like, 80 and 90 and whatever. The Z-Fighters all have to, like, eh, right? I think I yeah. remember this. So, so Android 8, I'm just explaining it because I think it's funny as shit. Android 18 goes up, and they tell her, hey, take it easy. And she goes up, and she goes, ah, uh, and it goes to 700. And they're like, whoa, a girl gets 700? That's not possible. Like, you might as well have said get back to the kitchen. And But uh, he's like, oh, this is clearly broken. We're going to have to calibrate it. And then she said, hold on. And then she, like, just pokes it with one finger and gets 200. And then everyone's still freaking out. So then the, that's what happens. All the other fighters go through it. And they hit it with, like, two fingers and do the little nudge. And they get, like, 200s and stuff. And Vegeta gets up to it. And he looks at it. And he looks over at them. And they looks back at it. And he just punches it. And it blows the fuck up. <laughs> it is the funniest goddamn thing I've seen so far. Because he just does not give a shit. They, even in the recap, they're like, well, when has Vegeta ever known restraint? Uh, <laughs> it's pretty wonderful. So I, I'm enjoying watching it. It's it's a good nostalgia blast. Between that and watching the Street Fighter stuff, I've I've been on a, a really good high kick. So there's no way I'm watching Human Condition. Uh, not not all, now. I got, all highs eventually have to bring you back down, brother. Well, eventually I'll, I'll finish <laughs> the other and I'll come to it, and then you guys are gonna see me, and I'm like very pale and dark circles. I'm like, have you lost weight? And it's like, not intentionally. Are you eating? Um, last month, yes. Uh, so it, it's <laughs> I'm gonna probably be in a really dark place when I watch that. But for now, we're gonna enjoy what's going on. Um, let's see. I don't think I don't think I've played. For, yeah, I, I was trying to think. There was maybe something else I was gonna play. Oh, I know what it was. It, it was the we were talking about at the beginning of the show. I was I went down that rabbit hole of looking at all the different Street Fighter movies that I was going to watch. And I was really looking forward to watching alpha or um, there was another one that was uh, like, I think it was like 2011. I think it was when it was marked. It was done. Legend Chun-Li. No, I do not want to watch that again. I'm okay. That's like the street fighter equivalent of watching dragon ball evolution. Uh, both. Um, they're, they're, they're timeless. That's for sure. 
but I am interested in watching the the other live action one. Uh, we already talked. About, what was it called? Something Fury. I think it's Assassin's Fist. Assassin's Fist. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, I, I do think I want to watch it, but all the other ones I kept looking up said unavailable, um, or they were you had to pay to rent them. So uh, I held off. I'm glad I did because. I want to wait and get down that kick a little bit later. Finish my Dragon Ball stuff first. But yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. Well, then we'll talk about news. I think everyone has like one news thing. Even Dubs has a news thing. I know I'm on vacation, lol, but I got a mini news. That missing submarine looking for the Titanic wreckage. They are using a $30 Logitech gaming controller, lol. Yeah, I saw that today. <laughs> Oh, it's kind of cool, the stuff they're doing with the Titanic right now. I uh, It was news to me. They they uh, Recently, they were able to use some kind of like AI image mapping shit based off of some drone shots or whatever. They were able to get down there or whatever and actually map out the ship. Uh, Sounds like cool. a Discovery special I'll be watching in a year or two. Maybe, yeah. You can Google it, whatever. <laughs> narrated and directed by James Cameron. I, I also have like a piddly little like dumb news thing I wanted to bring up. Someone sent me a link to um, <clears throat> it, like it was it was like a joke like someone well not even really a joke someone had made a post that was like just a reminder if you have a traumatizing experience to play Tetris the next day. I was like um, what excuse me and uh, it's uh, they did a study they had a bunch of people like experience traumatizing like video or stuff in the study but they also like people who had had like a like a real horrible experience apparently if you specific specifically it's tetris so go figure on that one if you play tetris within 24 hours it will severely lessen intrusive thoughts about the traumatic experience in your life well i'm gonna try i'm gonna try it with columns next time there you go. Yeah. Next time you have it, next time you, you're raped in an alley, play columns the next day. You'll be fine. I'm just, I'm wondering just in terms of like how, like knowing like what types of studies are the most like efficient and the most accurate for actually getting you an analysis that is relevant, you know, it's valid. It does make me wonder how they did the study. Cause yeah, I, I'm, I actually, I have it up and I was like starting to look at it, but it's like a real serious, it's in the, uh, <laughs> It's in the, uh, what the hell is this thing called? Uh, the National Library of Medicine.gov. So it's oh, an okay. actual, like, study, and there's all, they cite the World Health Organization and American Red Cross and a bunch of doctors and scientists. And I was like, oh, my God, this shit's over my head. So I, don't, I just thought that was interesting. Um, Tetris is unique in that. Have you guys ever heard about the Tetris effect as well? Uh, I think so. Heard that the, term, but I don't know what that means. Well, the most recent Tetris game is named after it. Tet the Tetris effect is something that people studied in the 80s. People would play too much Tetris and then they would hallucinate tetrads in their everyday life because their brain becomes accustomed. You know, like part of the reason we evolved the way we did is because our brains look for patterns. So people would play so much Tetris, they would rewire their brain to specifically look for Tetris patterns. So they would just like be in traffic and then like see Tetrads. Hmm. 
It's like a really weird thing that some people have. It's like having synesthesia or something. It's just yeah. like a weird thing that some people's brains are just wired screwy. And Tetris like gets in there and like pre-wires them. So the irony of, of that is actually that that study helps to to prove that effective. Like you said, that, that uh, humans naturally look for patterns, but it's a huge flaw in our thinking and logic because we look for patterns that may not exist, not just visually, but also you know, uh, for abstract thought, we look for patterns. Yeah. So it's, it's actually why scientific method and, and looking for validity in your studies is really important because there's so much bias that will prove those wrong, which is what makes me think already I'm very critical, or, or at least I'm initially uh, I have a critical thought of whether or not the first Tetris study you were talking about is even valid because it sounds like a pattern that's just being correlated that doesn't actually exist. But Maybe, I don't. But know. I thought it was but interesting. No, it, it sounds cool as hell. Actually, I, I would just want a perspective study. They're like, "Are you sure you agree to do this study?" And they're like, "Okay." And they're like, "All right." And they pull like something off, of, like the blindfold off of them, and they're like, "Watch this!" And they like drown one of their children in front of them, and they're like, "You signed up for it. Here you go. Here's the game." Now it describes <laughs> they had like a certain control group, and they made them watch. I can't remember how long it said it was. I don't know, it's in here somewhere. A video of 12 distinct traumatic experiences. And then there was a control group and the control group would like, like it like fucked them up. And it kept, they kept thinking about it all the time. It's like, oh, it was a really fucked up video you showed me. But the people who played Tetris were like, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was weird. That was a, that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was interesting and I wanted to bring it up on the show. You just I'm watched sure you the first guys 10 have minutes of, you watch the first 10 minutes of Disney Pixar's Up like repeatedly and then play Tetris and see if you remember oh, yeah, that, condition and then play columns. Hey, there it is. I'll watch, I'll watch part of it and then I'll play, I'll play columns or Tetris. Well, yeah. apparently it's gotta be Tetris only. So I don't want to take any chances. I'll play That's Tetris. what they did the study with. So I don't know. There it is. I'm gonna have to try that out. Yeah. I mean, there, there are other things that show that, uh, some video games can help relieve like physical symptoms too. Like just as much as they can cause you to have elevated blood pressure. There are ones that, that are, have been found to, to help relieve it, but I don't know if it's specific. Those. Yeah. Same. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it is really interesting though. It's, it's kind of cool. It's our doc talk for the week. So doc talk. Oh, we did. all right. What, you, you both have one news item, right? Yeah. I have two. <gasps> Two? Oh my god. Okay, Zach, you do one, and then Chaz does one, and then Zach does one. There you go. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay, first, this is about uh, old computer stuff. Good. Uh, Windows XP... Oh, we just lost all our viewers. Oh. <laughs> just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. except, for in, except for in parts of Eastern Europe and the Middle East. No. Uh, uh, Windows XP uh, authentication has finally been cracked uh, as of a couple weeks ago. What? <laughs> so, like this, this is like a whole thing. It's, I can finally like a, get rid of the keys I've been hanging on to this whole time. That's not even a joke. I actually am still hanging on to my well, key. It's, key. It's, well, it's not just that. Remember when you would install Windows XP and you would have the key and everything? Yeah. And then it would go within 30 days, you need to authenticate your Windows. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, you would either have to call the phone number or uh, it would go online mm -hmm. and then authenticate it through, like, the Microsoft server. And then yeah. you'd be good. Uh, problem is, they stopped doing that after, like, the, at least the internet portion of it. I want to say around 2010 or 11. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so then you could still call the line, and then they cut that off. 
but some people figured out that you could still call the European line. It was still up all the way to like 2019. Oh, cool. <laughs> and then after that, you were just fucked. Like there was, there were work, there were workarounds uh, with it where like you could like boot up into safe mode, go into your registry and reset the timer. A like, hassle in other words. It, it's a little bit of a hassle, but the, 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 the messed up part about that too, is that's not a permanent fix. You can only do it three times before you, it won't let you do it anymore. And you're so you just get a three month XP install. Exactly. So, and I just found that out uh, on my XP computer here uh, when I tried to boot it back up uh, a few weeks back, and I, I was just locked out of it. Basically, even I could go into safe mode and do stuff in it, and the reset timer thing just wouldn't work. Hmm. I was like, "What the hell?" I know I'm doing it right because I've done it a bunch, uh, and. I tried searching again for some way around the authentication or like a crack install. Couldn't find it. I just gave, uh, I had company over at the time. I was originally going to show them something on this, like a, an old game or whatever. And it was like, ah, whatever, forget it. And then like later that night I went back and, and Googled some more. And that's when I found that article about how the authentication was cracked. And it was like from at that point when I found it, it was literally like a few days ago when it happened. Uh-huh. Somebody on Reddit had a link to a program that somebody made from either in the Middle East or in, in Eastern Europe where Windows XP is still very widely used. Yeah, where they kind of need it because they have to. Uh, somebody had created a little little batch program thing that just authenticates it for you. <laughs> it's just, you like, so like, uh, is this really going to work? So I downloaded it and it's like a megabyte or something. <laughs> I put it on a thumb drive, put it in my computer, booted it in safe mode, and then like threw it out there, opened it, and then it was like, Congratulations, you're authenticated. It was like, What? It couldn't have been that easy. And then like I reset it, and it, sure enough, it's just like, I'm good. That's fantastic. <laughs> it's amazing. So now, if you ever wanted to, you can just use Windows XP, and it's not a hassle anymore. I don't know why Microsoft just didn't do that anyway, but like, whatever. Yeah, uh, currently there are people over there that have, like, a series of, like, sacred floppy disks that are currently holding the, that program <laughs> to, like, well, I've keep got, it safe, but you have I've got it backed up on my, my uh, where is he? Oh, shit. I had, like, a little thumb drive. He used drive. to have it backed up. <laughs> no, I, I do have, it's just, I'm in the dark right now uh, for aesthetic purposes, but I have a little Riddler thumb drive. Uh, oh, nice. That it's on. Riddle me this, uh, Microsoft. How, how am I able to bypass your security? Your twenty-two-year-old security. <laughs> uh, I mean, they never really thought much about anything, anyway. You remember when they used to have that that slogan, "Life without walls." No. Yeah, they had. There was that whole thing where they. Windows is this is this is this like the Berenstein Bears, Berenstein Bears? Is that what this is? It's a Mandela. Are you doing a Mandela? There was there was a brief <laughs> moment where they they used the the thing. It said it would say Windows Life Without Walls, and it's like. But if you have no walls, the then windows why, yeah, you don't. What's the purpose of the window? It's a glass you house. Don't, don't throw stones in glass houses. They're, they're throwing those giant fucking monitors that they can't use because their XP won't work anymore. Uh, it actually, it is very relevant because uh, even in the U.S., people won't realize it. Uh, even in the U.S., XP is still fairly widely used in certain industries, including yeah. medicine. Like I can't tell you how many hospitals i've worked with in in clinics that still have xp 
Like, they'll actually take new computers and they will strip them completely and have the XP software installed. I guess a lot of it has to do with how it is, it's safer. Like, it's a lot harder to, uh, to crack and, and decode. So then, I guess the thought process is that it would be harder for the, uh, software for whatever electronic medical record they're using to be hacked. And then you have all this patient information that's out there. Um, Or if just whatever the EMR they're using is just old as shit. Uh, Some of them don't run on newer systems. So that's, it's outdated, but, but yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting how that works. But uh, I remember actually where I work currently when they upgraded from XP, when I first got here, they were still using XP and they upgraded and everyone was upset. Like, they're, we get used to this. It's going to look different now. I was like, well, haven't you been using a computer at home for the last, I don't know, 15 years? You'll be fine. Like, you know what your computer looks like at home. Just get used to that, and it'll be fine. Not saying there's anything bad about XP, but it's like, it's, it's okay that they move on, because this isn't the good version of XP. They're not utilizing the benefits of XP. They are definitely just running the same XP you remember when you were, like, in middle school or high school, and yeah. that's what you had. Yeah. When you were, you know, you were at at school, and you're like, oh, okay, I guess this is what we have. So anyway, I, I just think it's interesting that that's there, and it does have a valid application. So, but yeah, yeah. big big victory for people that like to do retro computing. Nice. Chance, what's your news? News me. Oh yeah, so this is relevant to you too. So uh, Friday, uh, they officially announced that. Pokemon TCG is going to be releasing Scarlet and Violet 151, uh, which is the the holiday set they'll be releasing in September. And everywhere, like, they immediately put it up on Pokemon Center without any notice to anyone for pre-order, and everyone bought all the shit out in, like, ten minutes. And since it's a holiday set, there's not going to be boxes, so there's not, like, these vendors getting all kinds of extra stuff. Um, but I've managed to, to scour the... The reaches of the internet and also so the, go to my this, local This isn't stop. news. This is a brag is what you're saying. <laughs> oh, well, I was I was getting to that. It is news because I had a, it was a neat thing I was going to go over. But, yeah, there's also the humble brag within it. I've managed to, to find random deals and buy and pre-order different things. And then the local – like your local GameStop. It's also a PSA. Your local GameStop is taking pre-orders for a lot of this, but you can't do it online. So – yeah, so like Best Buy, I think, was one of the other stores that had stuff up, but they, they've sold out, too. But if you go to GameStop uh, in person, you can uh, pre-order a lot of these. And their prices at the moment are, are MSRP. They'll likely go up after. So this is a good chance to also get them for a deal. Um, don't let the person that tell you that they can't get it, uh, just make sure that you either show them a picture of the product and they can match it, or just like you know make sure that you read all the identifiers for it. They can find it, or they can look by date and just search for all the pre-orders they'll have available. Uh, either I think September 22nd is most of the products, and then the the uh, premium collection box, which is going to have like the alternate Mewtwo and Mew Arts, comes out like October 6th, I think. It's that same. That, that whatever that week is that Friday it'll be out. So um, anyway, the reason it's relevant and I thought it was a neat little thing to bring up in the, st- the story. This will be the first time that they've ever been able to print all 151 of the generation one in a set because Kadabra has legally been bound up for whatever reason. There's some copyright law. They weren't allowed to print the card Kadabra, which so they didn't, didn't allow them- Alakazam. 
Well, actually, Alakazam's been printed multiple times. They got around that one. Abra's not been printed. So Abra and Kadabra have not been printed for several years. Like, it's actually been over 20 years now uh, since they've been printed as cards. But Alakazam's been printed because they make those weird EX cards that make them basics. So they've done that. But this will be the first time that they're able to actually print the set. And never have they printed an entire generation in one set like that, at Mm -hmm. least for the Kanto starters. I'd like to see them do that going forward, too, a couple times. But it's neat because they're also going to print them in Pokedex order. Like they're not going to print them. Uh, like the card order will be based on the Pokedex, not based on whatever organization they normally use. So it's definitely like specifically for collectors, and it's just a neat thing. I think it's kind of cool that they're they're finally doing it. Also, they interviewed people that uh, with Pokemon, and it does sound like that this was originally the plan when they did the 25th anniversary a couple years ago with celebrations, but they they couldn't resolve the issues with the Kadabra an Abra issue. So because of that, they just had to settle, which is why we got celebrations instead of getting the 151 stuff then. It's weird. Each block seems to have this uh looking back kind of set because uh Sword and Shield had celebrations and before that uh X and Y had evolutions. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. And now we're gonna get 151 for the Scarlet and Violet era, but uh, this one's more exciting than either of those, so that's really cool. Well, to, to be fair, like they, they've picked like different, re- like they, they have like numbered reasons for that. So, like, Celebrations was 25th anniversary, Generations was 20. Right. Um, and that's why Sun and Moon got skipped altogether. But don't worry, Sun and Moon got their fair share because the Latios, Latios, Latios GX alternate art card is a thousand fucking dollars, and I don't know why. And now I need one, so because it's got a heart on it. And if I give it to the girl I like, she might like me. Yeah, I guess. But all those alternate art cards are ridiculously expensive. Holy shit! And one of them has Lily on it. She's a nice little girl. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the the waifu, Ugh. creepy, creepy little girl full art trainer cards that are hundreds and hundreds of dollars. I think they're like two different lilies that are both like four hundred dollars each that have been printed in that, yeah, that generation. One of them's just the uh, there's like an alt art for uh, Solgeo and Lunala or whatever, and she's just mm-hmm. on it coincidentally, and it's expensive because of that. <laughs> it's like, oh, mm-hmm. Fuck off. <laughs> yep. So but, nice fun stuff. Yeah, what right, was Zach, your uh, second bit? Zach, oh. send us home. Okay. Uh, AW's new show Collision debuted Saturday. Uh, I heard on it what was on uh, TNT oh, on TV. Okay. Yeah, uh, I heard it was a pretty good show. I didn't, I still didn't watch it, but uh, I was I was actually busy anyway. But uh, heard it was good. Uh, a CM Punk is back. He got to do a promo. Uh, it was a good promo. Uh, David Zaslav calls him one Bill Phil apparently for one billion dollars. For that, that TV deal, apparently. Allegedly. But oh, that was a good line. Uh, the Really, the interesting thing about this is how the show is... It feels different from the other shows. Uh, they have, like, a different commentary team. Although, I think it's just temporary for now that they're different. Because uh, one of them, I think, has a deal with New Japan. I think it's Kevin Kelly, yeah. Uh, and his deal's not out yet. He ain't no counterfeit buck either. That's right. <laughs> but uh, um, JR's there. I don't know for how much longer he's going to be doing this shit, though, honestly. 
Actually, he's uh, stepping away. It was the it was the most recent news. He's he's stepping away temporarily. Yeah, well, he had he had like a bad fall or something that day apparently, and it like fucked him up. And he still mm-hmm. went to work. So you know, I gotta give him props, I guess. But damn, like, couldn't you just say, yeah. brother, I, I fell. I'm like seventy plus years old. Yeah, you guess who didn't give a fuck? The internet wrestling crowd. They they did not care, and so there were many many calls for Jr. to to hang himself with. The, the plastic from his barbecues that he sells. But, yeah, uh, yeah so he, he <laughs> basically, he didn't resign, but he, he basically said, I'm sorry, there's no excuse for my poor performance. I'm really sorry I let the fans down, and I'm going to step away for a while. Well, those, so, those dumbasses have had a hate on him for, like, uh, honestly, since 2019. I mean, it's just... Ever, Ever since yeah. he came in there and he didn't know some people or he said some things the wrong way or he made he made fun of dives. <laughs> Rightly so, I think, sometimes. I mean, I just uh, decided at this point, like this like Newton's like laws apply to social media and the third law is that for every <laughs> nice thing we have, there are a crowd of toxic, scummy fucking chuds out there that, that want to make it go away. That's yeah, they will complain about true. it. Yeah, it, it really feels like it. You just nothing can exist without there being a group of people that will just bitch and moan about it. It just uh, that's how it is. I'll stick to the Mike Tyson principle. Uh, y'all wouldn't be saying that shit if he was right in front of me. Uh, yeah. And to, unfortunately, the internet gives you a lot of false confidence. Every, so. Everybody stop making plans, and they get punched in the fucking mouth. Right there. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna try to catch collision sometime soon. Uh, may, maybe. The problem is, this is what kind of sucks, uh, is like Saturday is kind of a tough time for TV, I feel like, because what what time do most adults have off is the weekend? Are, they, are, are a lot of them really going to be sitting at home watching TV on a Saturday night? It's not likely, unless you're like past a certain age. <laughs> yeah, I think the other thing that's interesting with this is that it's a unique time for slot in that you will be competing directly with pay-per-views with WWE or their, uh-huh. their PLEs, which is That's a unique true. thing. That is a strange but unique situation that I'm they're s- in. I'm still wrapping my head around how they switched to Saturday just permanently now. I still can't believe it. It's so weird because it used to just be Sunday for like oh my goodness, 20, forever, right? 25 th- years or so. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's strange. But, uh, yeah, that, that's the only other news I have is maybe check out the new AEW show and if you can catch it. Maybe. maybe. Uh, you guys are not doing getting to color this week. It's next week, right? It's next week, and it's to okay. be to be determined what we're doing. So, going to talk about wrestling, I would bet. Some something yeah. like that. Well, I'll say possibly because it'll depend. I'll, I will be, I will be in like hours thirty six through forty of a. 48 hour call so it depends on how deep in the shit i am if if we get it if not i mean we could also do it another night potentially if we don't do it on the thursday specifically but but well we we will be back here next week we will we'll announce what we're going to talk about then oh we didn't even say we're going to watch uh the other street fighter movie the one that gets advertised in the credits oh shit yeah, that actually, I'm glad you brought it back up. It's a good way to close. So, if you did watch the movie all the way through the credits, yeah, I, I said this in the chat. I don't know why you're acting like it's a new thing. Oh, I, I missed it then. The, the you're talking about the ad for the the live action movie. Yeah, now filming in Hollywood. Whoa. Yeah, it, it's so strange that they said it, but yeah, 
anyway, we're going to watch the live action movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's going to be I'm sure it's going to be great cuz it's filming in Hollywood. Yep. And it's yeah. for some of you it, it will be something special, but for us it will just be another Tuesday. But uh in the meantime, if you need something to watch or listen to, you can listen to any episode of Getting Some Caller. You can listen to any episode of Big Trouble and Little Podcast. You can listen to everything that we put out. Uh, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, but catch us again next week for more Street Fighter. Thanks for listening. <laughs>